Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies. And on this episode, we are actually visiting a classic. Uh, we are going to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we're, we're doing this because a new Texas Chainsaw movie is coming out uh, later in the year, much later, in October. And the plan is to work our way through the entire franchise by the time we get there. Which will have its ups, and it'll have its downs. Much like a chainsaw. What? <laughs> uh, I, I guess you mean the motion of using a chainsaw? Sure. Because <laughs> I, I, think, I think of the chain as just going in a circle. Right, and circles go up and down. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to argue with you, Tom. I don't, I don't think there's a... Well, point. how could you? It's impossible. It's just, it's just. I don't know. I feel, I feel like if I try and argue with Tim, I'm just going to look back in this day years, years from now, and think, what did I do with my life? I wasted so much time, just, hmm. just, just fighting something that couldn't be fought. Just go with it. That's how I've gotten this far in this life. <laughs> Is basically <laughs> having people just put up with me, exasperated. Hmm. Yes. Yes. I can relate. Uh, so. <laughs> So we're going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. I think I'll just give a full spoiler warning right now. I feel like it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you are not mm. familiar with the plot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, go watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've said Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Plus it's based on a true story, so everyone knows what happened. No, it's not. Shut up. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's based on a couple of, like, there's a couple of elements that are based on a thing. There's a couple of small details that are based on uh, Ed Gein, who was a, a notorious killer. Uh, I'm not even sure what years uh, he was active. I can't remember, but uh, basically, it was early uh, in the decade. Was it the same decade? Was it the 70s or 60s or? Oh, I'm sorry, not not the decade, the the century. I mean, yeah. I want to say like 30s, maybe like yeah, 30s, uh, 40s, uh, around there. But he's notorious enough that he loosely inspired at least parts of like several different movies. Uh, the main yeah. ones being this, Silence of the Lambs, and... Oh god, I'm forgetting the other one. There's, there's like three big examples that they always use. Oh, what was the third mm-hmm. one? Oh, that's going to bug I know me. The, yeah, I know those are the big two. There's definitely a third one. Oh, that's, that, that's yeah. going to annoy the show. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. But anyway, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, classic kind of the... I almost say a prequel to the slasher genre, and mm. I, I say that because to me the slasher genre—I think for a lot of people—the slasher genre kind of begins with Halloween. That's kind of what mm. made slasher movies what they were. Mm. And obviously, this has a lot of those elements in it. It has the final girl. It has you know cast to get killed off. I do think there's a few things that make it feel a little bit, you know, not as much of a slasher movie. There's a couple of things that feel like okay, the formula's not actually been made yet. It's just kind of. Uh, the, the main thing being kind of the structure of it and how all the characters, barring the final girl, actually get killed off really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like over a ten minute period that like all the other characters go and it's just her for the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, going back and rewatching it, I forgot how. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily say slow it was, but uh, there's a good portion of the beginning where not a ton happens, and then there's like a really quick succession of like, oh shit, a lot just happened. Yeah, I think I think one of the things my memories played a trick on me, uh, like, you know, it's actually been that, I think I've watched it maybe 
two or three years ago. It's not been that long since my last viewing, but it is that I often in my head think of them getting to the house, you know, the, the, oh, the yeah. house they're visiting, like 10 minutes in. Like, in my memory, yeah. that's where it happens. But it's actually, like, like 30 minutes, so there's a good amount of stuff before yeah. they get there. Because I, th- like, I, think, I think in your head you remember the hitchhiker. I, I remember that. I I thought that was, like, really quick, though. It seemed to go on a, a bit longer than yeah. I remembered. Uh, like watching it again just now, like, I think I think the moments that I always forget are that they actually visit the cemetery to see if like her, her oh, grandfather's right. been grave robbed because we yeah. we open with these stories after the narration, the famous narration of course, uh, that <laughs> pretends it's a true story and it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though only one person actually dies with a chainsaw in this movie. False <laughs> advertising, you bastards. Um, but no, so so they, they go and they check the the graveyard and. Then it's the Hitchhiker stuff, and we'll talk about that, and then it's the gas station, and then it's the house, but the, the Hitchhiker stuff and the other stuff on the other side of it actually, you know, they take a bit of time. And it, it, yeah. Um, I think I what think, well, this movie has, because obviously it's really low budget, it's, it was made for, I think, about fifty or $60,000 in total, which is, mm-hmm. even for the time period, that is, like, ultra low budget. <laughs> I mean, Halloween is thought of as a really low budget movie, and that was $300,000. Like... Well, so. as I was rewatching it, I actually watched it on DVD. Um, oh, you play it. <laughs> uh, I don't have it on Blu-ray yet, but the yeah, the DVD really looked like I like you could tell. Um, yeah, it was shot in sixteen millimeter. It looks really grainy. Uh, I will say the Blu-ray does look really nice. I mean, it still looks like it was shot in really grainy film. But the thing yeah. with Blu-ray is, and I think a lot of people who aren't into like film to the extent where they understand this stuff don't don't get with some of these older movies is that e- even the grain looks better on Blu-ray. Like it's still there, oh, but it, yeah. it looks like actual film grain as opposed to just noise that you get on like DVD yeah. and VHS. And I, I think people miss it. So it actually is much more pleasing to look at, but it still looks grimy and rough. If that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Uh... I, I do think that's part of its charm, though, because this is oh, yeah. like uh, the whole thing of it is it's, you know, it's in the South and it has this very like dirty, like meat factory butcher shop kind of oh, yeah. Everything quality to it. To, to the point where I actually I don't understand why this group of characters wants to visit this house because <laughs> they yeah. get to this house that like uh, like uh, Sally and Franklin, Franklin being the guy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. uh, and their brother and sister. They get to this house that their dad apparently owns, and I'm like, "Why did they want to visit this? It looks like a rundown crack house. What is? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, there's like it looks ancient. There's like holes and things, and there's spiders everywhere. There's yeah. like I it's don't definitely not the it. kind of place you'd like want to spend a lot of time at. Like maybe you could drive by and be like, "Oh yeah, look, that's our old house," but uh, you would never want to be like, "Hey, let's go in there and spend uh, more than two minutes here." Yeah, it's <laughs> really really strange. Uh, so, but so yeah, the, the movie has that grimy feeling to it. It's kind of what Rob Zombie has been trying to masturbate to with every single film he's ever made, <laughs> and failed kind of miserably every single time. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's actually one thing I was thinking about while watching this. Just like, oh, this is so much more effective than um, House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects or something. Like this has an, a very authentic. Um, like griminess to it it feels like uh, as opposed to those other movies which has it feels like a very manufactured dirtiness if that like makes any sense yeah i mean but that's just part of actually shooting it in the 70s maybe you know 
True. To make yeah. it authentic, now you have to try really hard. You have to put a yeah. lot of effort into recreating it. Whereas, uh, and you know, so there's some factoids that I know kind of from memory in this movie, just from listening to commentaries or watching documentaries. You know, and it's been a long time, admittedly, but I do vaguely remember a couple of details. Like it took them a long time to shoot it because they shot it at weekends. They, you know, they didn't they didn't have like oh. a shooting schedule. They all had jobs during the week. It wasn't. Uh, okay. So they shot it at weekends. If I understand it correctly, they shot it in order, and because they couldn't <laughs> afford multiple like, sets of the like the the like, the, the wardrobe for like, the actors, their clothes, they mm. had to, they were wearing the same clothes every weekend, and for continuity's <laughs> sake, they couldn't wash them. So <laughs> apparently, apparently, they stank like so much by the time yeah. they were getting close to the end, which I think is really amusing. I can imagine too, because it like it just it feels hot, so people are probably like so sweaty. And, oh yeah, like yeah. No, nothing makes me more uncomfortable watching a movie when they cut to a shot of the road and you can see the heat shimmering off the off yeah. the off the you know off the pavement of the road. Uh, it just looks like oh my god, that looks like hell. It looks like a fresh yeah. set of hell. And it's funny because I watched this uh, yesterday, and like these last couple of days, um, it had really started to get hot uh, here in LA, like. Um, we had actually had a pretty cool, like, spring, uh, up until now, but then the last couple of days have been in the nineties and my apartment has just been really hot. And so it kind of like added to the effect of like, while I'm watching it, I'm also feeling like this heat, uh, like boiling up in my room. Yeah. It's everyone feels sweaty and grimy. Mm-hmm. It's like, everyone's kind of disgusting. Even, even like the heroes like already feel a little <laughs> bit disgusting because they just look sweaty and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, open opens with that famous narration uh, setting up the the idea that this is based on a true story, even though it's not. And we get the famous shot of the the armadillo on the road, oh, which right. again it's one of those things that you just remember from the movie. And then then the shot of the like the 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 corpse Corpses, on top of the yeah. on top of the graveyard, and we hear about the mm-hmm. over the news radio, we hear the oh, someone's been robbing graves, and it sets things up. Uh, but then we get to introducing the characters and. I think the characters are they're kind of a mixed bag. I, I think it maybe helps that oh. we don't have to put up with them for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean the uh, I'm sorry, I forget the main girl's name. Sally. Sally. Uh, so she's okay. Um, Franklin. He, he is Fra- so annoying. Franklin <laughs> is really annoying. He, he every time I watch it, I I just like I have a moment where I, re- I remember just as he starts talking like, oh yeah, he's going to annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, to the point, I, I, I've never watched a movie and like pleaded for the guy in the wheelchair to be killed as right. much as I did in Texas Chainsaw it, Massacre. Yeah, it's a it's a very weird feeling because you think that would automatically like, elicit him some sympathy or something, but as soon as he starts talking and, and won't shut up, it's yeah. uh, it's because like, he, oh, he, he has this thing where he keeps talking, but he keeps like. He keeps like think you, th- you think he's finished his point. He, he, he's made about something, mm-hmm. and he'll turn around and he'll just repeat the question. He'll be like, "Oh, does that look like blood? I bet that's blood, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's like blood. <laughs> Maybe he won't come after us. Do you think he'll come after us? Like he, he just he keeps he never shut. Yeah. And then he gets really like jealous of everyone else because they're having fun, and he's, he starts making his faces and spitting in the air and whatever else he's doing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a really. And then at one point he's got like a sausage or something in his mouth as if it's a cigar. And he's just yeah, <laughs> uh, it's weird. I don't, oh, um. But I mean, other than those two, I really can't get much of a, a read on the other characters. Yeah, they they're, feel they're, very they're just kind of there. They're, they're yeah, slasher movie victims, pretty much, because mm-hmm. uh, they don't last long enough to have any much more to them. 
I, th- I think the yeah. real star of the movie, of course, is the griminess and, of course, the memorable villains. It's the family. It's Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leatherface, who, of course, is like you know one of the iconic. Probably not as iconic as your your Michael, your Freddy, and your Jason, but he's probably number four on the list if we're sure if we're yeah. ranking the, the 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 iconic. And he came first, which is which is funny. Like it's funny how the others. It's almost like they perfected the the idea of the the mass serial killer later on. Like Michael Myers, like made it the thing, and yeah. Leatherface was this prototype. Uh, but it kind of adds to his charm, though, because he is he does feel kind of like the movie grime gritty and all all like thrown together and that almost is like an insult to the movie and i don't mean it that way i just mean no it feels very you get this feeling that they ran out there and shot a scene because they had this bit of road for like 10 minutes and they got their scene and they ran off you know it feels like they were just scraping by with their their stuff um Mm -hmm. so no so so meet the hitchhiker and the hitchhiker is just I mean, first of all, he looks creepy. Why did you pick him up, you idiots? Yeah, the, I think like someone even comments like, "Oh no, he looks weird. Don't yeah. <laughs> pick him up." And I, but the funny thing is, is that is annoying. Franklin's so annoying that when the hitchhiker gets in the car, and despite the fact that he looks like a serial killer, Franklin in front of him saying, "We picked up Dracula." I'm like, Franklin, <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> don't say that in front of him. If you think he's a serial killer, don't insult him. Yeah, it's like the one thing you shouldn't do. Yeah, play nice. Oh, dear. Yeah. And he says that it foreshadows, this, this scene foreshadows a lot in the movie because he talks about, uh, they're talking about the, you know, the, the slaughterhouses and how they kill the things and, you know, the hitchhiker's very, oh no, you don't want to use the, the fancy gun thing, you want to bash them over the head, you want to feel the kill and you get a sense and he talks and he talks about the head cheese and how they use like all the different parts of the cow and stuff for different things which again is foreshadowing because when we get to this is the Ed Gein inspired stuff when they get to the house there's, there's like tables made out of bones and there's you know Leatherface has made his mask out of skin and like it's the, all the because, all these things yeah yeah it's like lamps with skin on them uh, which is um, yeah and I'm pretty sure a lot of these were things that Ed Gein like did actually do and yeah. that uh, like officers found at his house when they investigated or whatever um yeah as i understand it, he did act i believe the amount of people he killed was less than what he just grave robbed i think if i remember right he grave robbed a lot a lot for that stuff rather than killing people fresh which he did yeah, do as well but yeah i don't think he, his body count was actually that high it was just a lot of um oh, wait, I like just, i just remember what the third movie as psycho oh. psycho's the third one. Oh, there you go yeah, because yeah. it's a big thing with his mother. Yeah, it's Seiko. Seiko's probably the main one, actually. It's kind of weird that I forgot that one. But <laughs> Seiko was the other one. Continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm uh, again, from what I remember, I don't think his body count was too, too high. I think a lot of stuff he got from like raiding cemeteries and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I specifically remember uh, he made a nipple belt, I believe. See, part of me wants to believe it's a belt that goes round your chest and covers your nipples, but I know it's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, so, so Hitchhiker's really creepy. Uh, it's a really good performance, actually, because you feel unhinged. Like, he feels unhinged the entire time he's in that van. And then he cuts himself, and you're just waiting for him to out, you know, have an outburst and do something violent. Yeah, the... Again, in my memory, I felt like this was a little more disturbing than when I was rewatching it, and I feel like a big part of that was uh, the music kind of got like a little goofy during this part. I, I thought, like, um, I-, I don't know. I think maybe it would have been better if it was a little more ominous or something. But it kind of had this like upbeat 
tempo for it. It made it like a little more comedic I almost. I don't remember the beat music. Mm, I mean, I'll maybe th- I'm misremembering it. But I'll t- uh, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I, I genuinely don't remember music in that scene. I remember the sound of the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the van. Yeah, I mean, unless there was like music in the van or something, or uh, oh yeah, maybe it, yeah, they may have had the car radio on. Yeah, maybe that's where it, where it was coming from. But um, I, I remember just I felt like it threw the the scene off a little bit, and then also just um how long it was also seemed like kind of weird uh, to me because again, just rem- like when I remember, I remember like him cutting himself, and then uh, I remember that kind of being the big thing. But then I forgot there's actually a couple other beats you know, to it, like in showing them the pictures and then making like the small fire. Yeah. In the car. They they actually keep him in there for quite a while. I'm surprised, you know, like after he cuts himself, they're not like, okay, maybe you should head out now. Yeah. I think the moment he pulls out the, that razor blade, you're like, all right, <laughs> sorry, sunshine, but you're, yeah. you're gone. Uh, God. And they get to the gas station with the, uh, the old man and, Obviously, he turns out to be one of the family later, but which is why, why it makes it kind of weird that he's kind of warning them against going up there. But he, obviously, the hitchhiker like marks the van with blood, like when I mean, he gets yeah. kicked out, and you almost get the, the sense that maybe he marked that for his his father, so his mm-hmm. father would know this was like you know the, the, the targets for the next thing. Because um, you feel like I'd almost argue it's maybe a little bit. Uh, contrived that every single character that they run into before they get to the place happens to be a part of this this family uh but it works quite well because everything kind of clicks together when you realize oh wait no the hitchhiker like picks the victims father mm-hmm. sort of helps lure them because because even though he's warning them not to go anywhere he doesn't give them any gas he's like we don't have any left so yeah. they have to go somewhere nearby and it also feels so like small and desolate that mm. I I would almost believe that these might be the only like three or four people in you know this town or whatever. Yeah, um, and obviously the idea that they, they treat people like cattle, where they they trap them in and kill them, like it feels very much like that. Uh, the kill scenes are quite effective though it's, it's one of the weird things about Texas Chainsaw that I think people forget is that there's not a lot of blood in it there's, I was oh, no. because I remember that there's not much blood I was specifically looking for it and there's a little bit like you can see a little bit on like Leatherface's arms at one point or things like that And but uh, I think the first kill is especially oh. effective oh yeah I like what I love about it is it feels so like um, methodical like it's you know like there's no hesitation it's so like oh like this is what we have to do um you know much like you know you would see a farmer killing a cow or something like you know that like there's no disregard for or no regard for that like oh this is a human life or anything it's just a simple bash in the head with a hammer but and obviously that, that relates back to all the stuff about the cows and the cattle when they were talking about it before but i think what makes it perfect though is the door slam after it? Is this Leatherface yes. just slamming that metal door yeah. shut? It's like terrifying, and then of course it cuts out to his girlfriend outside, and we get the famous ass shot, which feels a. It would feel gratuitous because it is very much a oh, here's her ass in your face as she's walking mm-hmm. towards the house, but there but- is there's some legit filmmaking stuff going on here because it makes the house feel so imposing because it's you know it's low angle the house looks huge mm-hmm. it looks so much bigger than her. You know, it's so funny uh, is like this scene is so well done. I actually don't even really pay that much attention to the ass because like 
it's just like the angle and the sky yeah, is yeah. so blue it looks I, I so good because the kills just happened you're too drawn into the, the tension yeah. to, but it's like whenever I see a clip of it on its own and I'm not like set up for it I'm like oh that's a really <laughs> gratuitous ass shot <laughs> yeah. but because so, we get to the remake obviously later in the year but like the remake redoes that shot and I, I remember that feeling more oh here's Jessica Biel's ass because yeah. this was a sexy shot in the first movie <laughs> but uh, no so she goes in, she gets the hook kill, she, she's putting the hook, and she's not quite dead yet, actually, but uh, that's when he brings out the chainsaw, but he never actually... He, he starts cutting up uh, the first victim mm-hmm. after he's dead, but he doesn't kill him with a chainsaw. This is... This is important. Because <laughs> not a lot of chainsaw kills. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, not soon after that, the curly-haired guy goes looking for them. He's like, oh, maybe I'll go uh, around to this. <laughs> I'll, I'll go looking for them. Because he stumbles into the house, and he gets he gets killed as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I just I wanted, uh, another famous moment that really works really well is uh, with the girl's kill before she goes on the hook that she almost gets out of the house. I love that she gets just out the front door and then oh, gets right, grabbed yeah. and like she's kicking and screaming and he pulls her back into the house. There's, there's this there's this neat idea of her almost getting out and just being grabbed at the last second. And and again, it really uh, maybe I'm repeating myself a little bit, but or maybe it's because you know all the earlier talk about cattle and meat and stuff, but. You know, I, I can't really think of any other movie that does this where, you know, the humans feel like animals. Like, you know, the way he grabs it, you know, the, the way you would grab like a, you know, a dog or a cat that's trying to run out the house. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's a good observation, actually. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the set design here is great. Then a really grimy way because there's like things hanging from everywhere and there's just grimy, gritty shit <laughs> all, <Yeah>. <laughs> all over the place. Uh, so at this point, we're left with just. Sally and Franklin, and Franklin's been annoying, and he's been like, oh, I'll come with you, oh, I'll take it. and she's like, no, Franklin, don't come with me, it's like, yeah. uh, like they bicker for a bit, actually, but it's getting late, <laughs> and they, they come searching for them together, uh, and poor Sally's, like, forcing this wheelchair, like, through the woods, because Franklin insisted upon coming, and uh, Chainsaw, Chainsaw, Leatherface shows up and performs the one chainsaw kill that we, uh, that we get. Yeah. Uh, which is Franklin, and he, he dies. Uh, and I'm going to criticise the movie a little bit here because I do think that, that the following chase sequence goes mm-hmm. on a little bit too long, uh, especially the first part of it where it's just Sally running in the woods screaming. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I like when they got to the house, but yeah, up until that... Yeah, because um... yeah, when we got to the house, there was like things going on. There was like trying to duck into other rooms. I was going up the stairs. She was like sort of double-backing on herself so that she could get away from him. There was actual things, but... Uh, the actual chasing in the woods, though, after the first like you know minute of it, it was like okay, I get it. She's running in a straight line, screaming, and yeah. that was I think that's what makes it more annoying. Though is that she's constantly screaming the entire time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you kind you kind of like oh, I almost want to just catch her and kill her now because she's been really loud and it's great. Yeah, something with that family, I don't know what it is, but they're really uh, whiny. They feel really whiny and annoying. Huh. This is the thing. I mean, she's not as bad as Franklin is, don't get me wrong. And she has sure. been chased by a chainsaw-wielding maniac, so I, I, I sympathise. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as I'm watching a movie, and she she's, she won't shut up. Uh, uh, but yeah, so she ends up getting to the gas station once she doubles back. Uh, and actually, I love that Leatherface, like, chainsaws his own door. Yeah. Like, he cuts through his door. I'm like, it's your door. There's got to be an easier way <laughs> to get through. Like... Uh. Even even if she locked it, do you not have a key or like 
yeah. I'd have been really funny though if he turned the chainsaw off and then pulled out his keys and like slowly yeah. like it would really change the dynamic of the scene I, th- I think and I feel like I might be more annoyed about this in other movies but for, but I, I think it kind of works in this movie that there's a lot of like back and forth you know you, like usually in movies it'll progress like you're in one location you go to the next and the next and the next or whatever or if like you're in a house or something you go deeper and deeper and like mm. here it, it's like you know they're you know you see some characters at the house and then you see she's in the woods and she like runs to the house and she goes in then she jumps out you know and then she goes back to the gas station and it gets back to the house but uh i actually kind of like this series of events like it makes it feel like oh there's nowhere you can run like it, everywhere well, you go it's to, to go back to the metaphor of cattle it makes her feel like she, that she's like um, in, you know she's fenced off like she can get so yeah. far but like you know the gas station with the dad's the final fence it's like no nah, yeah like this is where you get stopped <laughs> and he yeah. like he beats her with a broom which is kind of <laughs> kind of silly in a, in a weird way he just keeps hitting her with this broom uh, but he takes her back to the house, he runs into the hitchhiker, and we, we get the sense that, oh, this is one family. And we didn't mention, actually, when she's in the house the first time, she runs into the grandfather, and this yeah. corpse. Uh, a little bit of trivia about the corpse that's with the grandfather, that it looks female. Uh, that's a real skeleton. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, do you want to know why it's a real skeleton? <laughs> why is that? Because at the time it was cheaper to buy a real one from India than it was to buy a fake one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is that still the case today? <laughs> I've not looked into it, Timmy. I don't imagine. I, I imagine there's probably <laughs> rules against this now. If you, this feels like something they got away with because it was like before regulations and yeah. like. I mean, imagine like bringing out a real skeleton and setting it up on a chair and be, like, telling the actress, "Right, you have to run into this." Kind of, you know, yeah. like oh, if I was so an actor, crazy. I'd be like, you know what, it's not worth this. You know, maybe we should pay the extra what ten dollars <laughs> to get. <laughs> like, isn't there like a like a high school science classroom that you could just borrow, like, from. Yeah. I mean, obviously it looks very real. I mean, it should look realistic. It is real, <laughs> real. But, I mean, obviously you want it to look realistic, so you, you'd you probably have to put some, like, you know, goo on it and, you know, make it look a bit more meaty yeah. kind of thing, So which I guess is what would cost the money. But uh, And also, uh, yeah, I, I like um, that she does, like, kind of a badass, like, jumps through the window uh, to escape. Yeah. The, the the first uh, jumping through a window. Yeah, so they get back to the house and she's like tied up and like they basically they have her for dinner. Uh, you can choose how to interpret that sentence <laughs> however you like. Uh, yeah. But they're basically just being cruel to her and she's like whining and uh, it's a very famous scene of course, it's her sitting at the dinner table yeah. while they're eating. Uh, eating then, God knows what, might, might I add. Yeah. This, uh, like the first kind of like really big weird thing um with the grandpa they slit her finger and then the grandpa starts sucking it that scene is like what like really freaked me out as a kid because mm-hmm. i think i watched this pretty young like um like maybe before you know like I, I saw any other really big you know franchises or when i was just getting into horror movies and uh it just seemed like such a weird detail to me like why you know is he I think what gets me about the grandfather is that I legitimately don't. Und- I thought he was dead, right? Yeah. I thought the entire because he never really moves, and it wasn't until he sucks the finger that I'm like, oh, he actually is alive. I thought they just had like yeah. their dead grandfather like propped up in a chair because he, yeah. he he was so still, he was so uh, sort of just you know immobile, and, and he looks very effective because he he 
looks <laughs> like a corpse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, basically, they try to get her to kill, k- him to kill her. And he, he can't <laughs> quite do it. And this actually leads to her escape. Uh, yeah. And at this point, it's like dawn, like the sun's coming up. So they're having a very late dinner. Uh, but <laughs> she's running out. Uh, and this is where we get this. But when she gets to the truck, the truck driver like, kind of helps. Uh, it runs over the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker gets crushed with this truck. <laughs> Uh, which I want to point out like, just how sort of violent this is as she as he's chasing her you really get this sense of how demented this family is throughout obviously but he's just like swiping that razor blade at her back and she's getting yeah. cut uh, as 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 he's chasing her it's really really dark and you can sort of tell just how you're just in hell you're in like you've entered this deranged like incest ridden hellbilly psychopath yeah. family kind of vibes and it's such a like a different kind of killer than we, you know, will end up seeing in a lot of these other slasher movies. Like, you know, most killers are very stoic and, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to say graceful, but I guess kind of graceful. Yeah, well, like, well, they feel very frenetic. And, yeah, Leatherface is very frantic. And even just the dynamic that, when the dad brings Sally home at the end and he, he sees the door, he starts, you know, hitting Leatherface and Leatherface gets scared from his father because yeah. he's in trouble for ruining the door. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's, uh, it's it's good. But it's, yeah, so Leatherface is chasing her with a chainsaw and she gets in a truck and just escapes narrowly, like, yeah. and no more. And we end on shots of Leatherface, like, spinning around, holding his chainsaw up as the sun rises. It's a pretty glorious final moment. Uh, I like the uh, truck driver kind of just runs off like yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually one of the things I like is she gets in this this uh, pickup truck and the guy who's driving it is just sort of turning around every, you can see him in the in the, yeah. in the front just sort of looking behind like, what the hell's going on uh, no that's that's the movie uh, it's it's a very simple film it's very, sh- very short it's like mm-hmm. it's like 80 something minutes it's uh and I think yeah, the characters are whatever. I don't think at least the the, the the victim characters, the family of course, are a lot more interesting because they are this demented and they feel like this grimy, dirty, like just yeah. Again, everything Rob Zombie wishes he he had in his movies. <laughs> uh, and the, the dynamics are very interesting. The idea that Leatherface, despite being a deranged killer, it's like he's been taught by his father that people are cattle, and that, uh-huh. that's like how he functions. But he's not like. You never feel like there's a danger of him turning around and like chainsawing the, the, his family. Like they, they oh, are, right. f- for whatever reason. Uh, makes me wonder where's the mother? Like who, who is the mother of the? <laughs> if there was a mother, I mean, sure. I, I think some of the other films imply that like the kids aren't necessarily born into the family. That's more like kidnapped and yeah, uh, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to uh, go through all these sequels because this is the only one that I have a you know, pretty decent memory of. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen most of, if not all, the other movies, but, um, yeah, especially with, with these uh, original sequels, I, I couldn't really tell you much about the plot. I uh, The only one I have not seen is 3, and I'm looking forward to it, because I, I don't think it's meant to be great, but I've heard it's like a, just a sort of typical slasher movie with Leather, Leatherface, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm down for that. I'm down for a huh? simple slasher movie. Uh, I remember liking 2, uh, Last gen or next generations, oft well, that's that, that's a big one with like McConaughey and Zellweger, right? Yeah, the movie that they, <laughs> they tried to block from being released once they got famous because it was on the oh, show. Really? 
Because yeah. <laughs> uh, they're like, oh no, I don't want anyone to know that we were in that, and here it is. <laughs> oh dear, well, so I'll be excited to see that one. That stuff, you know, we're going to do these sort of roughly once a month, slightly quicker than that, really, because uh, we have to get them done by October for the new one coming out. Uh, and there's actually three different franchises we have to work our way through for October, so expect uh, a couple others to start up soon. Ooh. Fun. It wouldn't take too much searching to find out which ones it'll be. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what you can look forward to. Uh, so, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a classic. I think it's a classic because of the way it's shot, the grimy feeling of it, the craziness of the villains, uh, the attention to detail with the, the, the stuff like the set, and the, just the the kind of, like... Again, very frantic. The way it treats its victims like they are cattle, it feels very inhumane, and you kind of feel that sort of... that You feel that as you're watching. You feel how inhumane this is, uh, yeah. that these characters have just stumbled into this like living hell. Uh, and it's like everything about it is so, you know, sloppy, and, you know, it, it is like, you know, a, a lower-budget film, but I think that helps with you know, in the beginning when they're saying, like, oh, like, you know, this is a true story and blah, blah, and then, yeah, yeah, everything almost, about it... It almost feels, yeah. because of because of it, it being shot so, like, quickly and because of it, uh, it's grimy, like, it almost feels like a snuff film. <laughs> like, it yeah, has that yeah, feeling exactly. to it. Yeah. yeah. So, no. Uh, so there's a reason why it's lasted, and obviously the idea of a Leatherface chainsaw-wielding maniac uh, has is a big thing. There's a you know, reason why... Uh, slasher villains became a big deal uh, and he's kind of the first one so that's cool so ratings okay um, I mean yeah this is a classic but it's not my favorite classic so I agree with you know, that. I can't get I can't give it a perfect score but I'm still gonna give it a, a really high one um, I was kind of flowing between uh, an 8.5 and a 9, uh, but uh, I think I'll go ahead and give it a, a solid 9. Uh, you know, if, if anything, just for its kind of lasting appeal and, you um, know, uh, the history of it. Uh, that's fair. I'm going to go with 8.5 myself, I think. Mm-hmm. I think obviously it's a good movie. It's, it's a classic for a reason. But I do think, you know, watching it and comparing it to other good horror movies, there is like a... As much as the, the roughness of it does help how it feels and it gives yeah. it that, that, that tone... It it does uh, like there are moments later on where the chase goes on a little bit too long. There's you know a couple of things like that. So it'd be nice if I cared about the characters a little bit more. Um, but if they put out a special edition that had like thirty five percent less Frank Franklin, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, th- this could be like top tier territory. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I, I, like, I think it's great, but I, I definitely don't watch it as much as I do Halloween or right you know, other stuff like that, so uh, it's definitely not as high for me on the scale as those, but uh, it's really good, it's really great, it's classic for a reason um, and if you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre by all means, uh, fill in fill in your, your classic hole <laughs> yep so, watch four more classics and get a free sandwich <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if I'd trust the sandwich that comes from the people <laughs> in this movie, they brought, brought <laughs> like intestines from Joe inside it <laughs> Um, so there you go that's Texture Chainsaw Massacre we will have Texture Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 sometime in the near future uh, so you can look forward to that but uh, let us know what you think of this movie 
In the comments below, like, subscribe, all that stuff. If you want to help us out even a bit more, go over to patreon.com slash TV. Uh, check out some of the cool bonuses up there if you want to help us out and support the channel. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates, individual Twitters. I'm at Wibble89, Tim's at Tim for Ghoulish. But that is us, so thank you very much for watching. Once again, keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time.